0: Empire back to Hachimura um, First off, happy Thanksgiving everybody
1: It was more just shocking to hear from him And understanding that he gets the most assist from me And the most spoon-fed baskets ever You know, the culture is actually damn good To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem In the nation's capital mm-hmm. Everything about the organization points to a culture issue When he got too good in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up is mine. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yes. Yeah!
0: This podcast is all over social media. So follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod, Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also the Facebook group, just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vizan, and as always, my brother, Noel. Noel, how are you doing?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. Never refreshed after yet another week off. It was, it was nice.
0: Yet another week off. This is yeah. becoming more common. Yeah,
1: know? they are. We're, we're losing steam, but we're getting there. We're getting pure momentum now, free agency starting, a lot of other things going on, so we're balls to the wall.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if anybody actually noticed we were off last <laughs> week, but, um, but we were. <laughs> I was actually on vacation and then Noel doesn't know how to edit podcasts or post them. So, you know, it's has got on me. I
1: didn't want to take away your responsibilities. <laughs> I'm I mean, a nice guy. He's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Jordan didn't clean toilets. I can tell you that much.
0: <laughs> well, but your hatred for Jordan is strong. So I'm I'm very yeah, confused. But about I, I'll that. still
1: use him as a, as a benchmark for being a beast and not doing anything else.
0: No, that's fair.
1: Not even being a dad, really. <laughs> <Gee>.
0: <laughs> well. We got a lot to work on over there, Noel. Yeah. You know, but a uh, quick program note your Washington football team play by play announcer and our podcast boss, Bram Weinstein, he's going to be on the show on Friday, hey, to celebrate our 100th
1: episode. Wow. That's amazing. It it really? Is. Th- well, Bram being on, but that we made it 100 episodes without killing each other, that's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> we came close. Luckily, most of this is done via Zoom, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you Covid. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Friday is packed, man. We got our 100th episode. Obviously, that's ranked number 1. Mm-hmm. You got The Justice League, Zack Snyder cut, huge, right? Huge. You didn't
0: watch it uh with the Scooby Doo, but what was it what movie was that on?
1: It was with the Tom and Jerry. Tom they and Jerry, accidentally right. put it on with Tom and Jerry for like the first hour and they're like, "Oh,
0: I was so pissed I missed that."
1: Yeah, you know some intern lost his ass on oh, that. Yeah.
0: He'll never be seen again.
1: Then you got the NCAA tournament. Right. Huge. And then coaching my soccer team. I've got a full load, man. Well, hopefully we can handle all that because, yeah,
0: you know, and recently I've gotten a new job within my company. So I've been. Yeah. Congrats on that. Oh, thank you. It's an honorary position, (laughs) as mom likes to say. I don't know if
1: that's a positive or a curse. More responsibility, same pay.
0: Yeah. Love that. (laughs) Right. I just came from Fort Lauderdale. Nice. Yeah, nice. It, was, it was a lovely little vacation with the company, actually. Good. And so
1: it's not really a vacation. It's oh, like uh no, no. shop talk and etc. Yeah, there,
0: there's a lot of small talk, which, you know, yeah. after a Well, while, that's all
1: you all have in common. And especially if they don't like sports. You know, what the hell else are you going to talk about?
0: The guys I was hanging out with like sports, at least.
1: Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, at least you had that bridge.
0: This is a funny story. It's horrifying. But this is what happened to me. So... They rented this yacht, right? And the top performers, as they called them, you know, is there. So I was invited to that. But they had, I don't know, it's like 40 people on this boat. So I'm talking to the owner of our company. And we hit a bit of a bump in the yacht. His wife's sitting down. Somebody's foot hits my foot. I trip and I backhanded her in the face. (laughs) True story. While I'm talking to him. Happened. This is the first you're hearing about this.
1: No, it is. (laughs) That's awesome. I I, thought you were gonna say you tripped and like fell into her boobs. Uh like a sitcom. (laughs) Like yeah (laughs) the real and (laughs) the spectacular.
0: No, I uh yeah, I backhanded her right in the face and awesome. And I had an out-of-body experience, as you can imagine. And um I was very apologetic, but I didn't do the thing where I like ran away and made it worse. He thought it was funny. What the funny. hell
1: would you run away? It was an accident.
0: I know. And my ankle run hurt away. really bad the next morning, too. So obviously somebody had, you know, they, they were up to something. Run away? Well, you know, some people like in a weird situation, they just like make it worse by leaving. Go, oh, I'm so sorry. And then they take off or something. I, I tried to own it. That would have been awful. You have to own it. I mean that's all I could do.
1: But hopefully it's not one of those that you laugh. They laughed about it on the boat and then all of a sudden you get your pink slip a week later after it goes through processing of hr
0: oh no hr doesn't take long to process in my company so <laughs> I, I would already be gone by now but that's they all awesome. thought it was funny and um good, and she, and she acted like her neck was hurting and the whole thing and you know and i was just oh, like that's fuck, great man i was like this is uh, it only happens to me anyway <laughs> sounds
1: like a good trip it was a hell of a trip well welcome back to the podcast everyone
0: yes welcome back <laughs> so we talked about bram so hopefully um you know when he's here on Friday. We'll actually have more free agents to talk about. Things have been a little slow in, in Ashburn there, but hey, let's jump into the latest free agency news, shall we?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. So big news of the day. Late last night, Washington signed former Dolphin and pretty much every other team in the National Football League. 38-year-old quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick to a one-year $10 million contract that can go up to $12 million with incentives. We'll get into the Fitzpatrick signing in a second. But other than that, over the weekend, our kicking Dynamo, Dustin Hopkins, was re-signed. Good for him. Uh, f- look, he could do worse, I guess, but... You could do better. He's in he the could, middle. He's in the middle. He's your we shouldn't have to kicker. hold our breath every time he kicks, you know?
1: I don't know if I necessarily hold my breath every time he kicks, but... If it's past 40, you do. The thing is with him, back in the day, you used to need a guy that could kick a bomb on a kickoff, and he can well, do that, but you don't need that anymore.
0: Well... You do still. There are guys that kick it short. And that's like really the only thing that he brings is that he kicks. He actually makes field goals on kickoffs, just not when he's actually trying to make it. It's
1: not imperative that you have one. You don't need to have one that puts it into the stands is what I'm saying. Right. You can have a serviceable guy off a kickoff and he brings that obviously, but he's very average as far as a field goal kicker.
0: Yeah. And hopefully they bring in some competition this year with him. But yeah. His uh one-year deal is worth about 2.5 million, 1.9 million being fully guaranteed. He, I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad at all for him. So, also as expected, Kyle Allen received the exclusive rights tender. That was a one-year $850,000 deal. And, you know, old news here, but they used the franchise tag on Brandon Sheriff if you didn't know, which will cost a little over 18 million on the cap for a guard, a very good guard, and maybe we'll get 12 games out of him
1: he's the highest paid guard for next year but the way some of these free agents are being signed he's only about two million ahead of the uh ahead of the curve right now. So it's not horrible.
0: But apparently I was listening to Kevin Sheehan and he was saying that they are obsessed with re-signing him to a long-term deal. I thought by this, they were just going to get a bridge year out of him and draft somebody else, but they really want him back. They think that he's by
1: far the best guard in the league. Like it's no comparison. A lot of people think that. And I mean, he was an all pro for a reason. First team. For some people's reasons. But uh, I mean, guards like him are... Difficult to find. They're a different animal. Guards are easy to find, but really good guards are hard to find.
0: Right. And with the, the interior pressure that teams are focusing on now and having those athletic defensive tackles versus those, you know, Dan Wilkinson fat asses, you know, it's good to have yeah, a, a good guard. So and some bad news to report here. Washington lost starting cornerback Ronald Darby to the Broncos with a three year, $30 million contract with 19 and a half million fully guaranteed and linebacker Kevin Pierre Louis who I'm going to be uh sad that I can't say that name anymore you know one of my personal favorites was signed by the Texans <laughs> to a two-year deal worth up to 8 million there is a chance they will receive some compensatory picks especially for Darby but it you know with that weird algorithm thing that they have if they sign more free agents and they may not so they may just lose out on that altogether I think
1: with the Darby situation they wanted him back they looked at that price tag and they said hell no yeah I'll tell you one thing just like John Wall gets centers paid, Rivera gets cornerbacks paid. Yes, he does. I'll tell you. And uh, that three years, thirty million. The guy hasn't had a healthy season in years, except for except last, last year. year.
0: Yeah, and right. and, and, so, and the law of averages means he'll probably be injured again next year.
1: Yeah, or the year after that on a three-year, thirty million dollar deal. They were probably offering him a two year deal or something like that. Uh, I'm sure it was competitive, but for three years, thirty million. Hey. Darby Mazel yeah, Go ahead. To you. But that's that's way too much money for him at this point in time. On a prove-it deal. Yes, he proved it. And he got paid someplace else. But I don't think that that was worth the money.
0: Well, if all goes well, they could probably get about a third or fourth rounder out of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, absolutely. That would be nice. I
1: think at that point, that was part of the bargaining chip that they had was, do we pay this guy a shitload of money to not know what we have in the future? Or do we just take the pick and go from there? I mean, he is just yeah. a corner, after all. Even though they are very important to the football team, and especially this defense, but unfortunately, it is a little bit of a thin market on the cornerback spot. Well, that's why he got paid. Yeah, and that's why he got paid. And and they're probably going to have to pay if they want to bring in a corner. They're probably going to have to pay comparable money anyway.
0: Yeah, it kind of worries me a little bit. Not going to lie, because um, I thought he played really well last year. He, uh, you know, and he fit well within their scheme and he got better every week. He was their best cornerback last year. I mean, you can say Fuller if you want, but Fuller started out hot and he kind of dropped
1: off and Darby kept getting better. Darby got better as the season went on. I mean, you lead the league in deflections at 15. You're doing something. He got burned a couple of times. To me, I don't think it's that big of a deal. All corners do. He played very well. I just don't think it was worth that kind of money. And there are other guys out there that might do it for less years, if that's what Rivera is looking for. I mean, you got guys like Shaquille Griffin. um, Yeah. William Jackson is out there with Cincinnati. He's kind of an up and down guy, but I like the Shaquille Griffin spot. I think he was always good with Seattle. Um, you made the Pro Bowl in 2019. You're doing something. And, I mean, um, Seattle's
0: a kind of a similar situation as with the Panthers. I mean, they, they make their cornerbacks look good, too. Oh, absolutely. You know, Panthers and with Rivera's scheme and Del Rio's scheme. So these zone corners, I guess they figure they're pretty easy to find for how they play them. And paying a guy that much money, I guess just isn't worth it the way that they see it.
1: Yeah, we'll see. At some point, they're going to have to go pick one. Because, I mean, it, it, right now, what are you going to? You're going to throw Fabian Moreau back into the mix? He was in the doghouse for probably the first 12 games, started playing sporadically near the end. Maybe they liked what they saw at the tail end, but you can't go He in. doesn't
0: even have a contract. Right. He's, he's a free that, That's agent what anyway. I'm saying.
1: You're going to bring in some minimal contract like him or something like that. You've got to go out and get somebody.
0: Maybe they're pointing towards a draft here, Noel. I don't maybe, know. Maybe. Maybe. There is a draft. We do forget about that sometimes during free agency. These are kind of like icing on the cake, guys. I mean, if all goes well with how they've drafted, even though it's not the same setup front office wise, free agency to fill in the gaps so that they don't have to force anything during the draft. So hopefully that's the case. We'll see. Yeah. But um, so my my sources within the organization, I, I got a source here, Noel. Do yeah, I do. The former Panther Curtis Samuel, almost a done deal, and it could be done by the time you hear this. So unless something crazy happens, keep an eye out for that. One negative. And this is a big negative for Washington, well, for a lot of teams, is that again, this offseason they can't meet anybody, which sucks. Everything's over Zoom.
1: Yeah, but when you're going with the skill guys, I mean you're either gonna pay them or you're not. The one positive of having the Zoom for Washington is they don't there's not really any negotiating that they need to do. They know they have the money. This is what the market is. You either take it or leave it, or we'll pay somebody else. With other yeah. with other teams, they have to scramble and, and penny pinch. So for Washington, I feel like they're in a good situation. Fuck having to schmooze.
0: I'll tell you what, though. This is bullshit. All these teams that were cash strapped. How the fuck are they signing all these people? I know. There's some loophole. Well, we were talking to Joel Corey about it. All they're doing is kicking their money down the line, but it doesn't really cost them anything because they know the cap's going to go up. So I thought there'd be a lot more quality free agents out there. All these teams are signing their own guys. It's
1: exactly the same shit. It's like nothing's happened. I know. It really is.
0: Like the Saints, they're like 60 million over the cap and they somehow restructured all these contracts to get under, and they're still able to sign guys. They can't go nuts or anything, but... But
1: they can maintain. Right. And that's the problem. I thought teams were going to get decimated out of this thing, and then Washington was going to clean, like take a bulldozer and just start scooping everybody up. That's the Patriots. And do what they wanted to do. Yeah, no. I mean, (laughs) hey, the Patriots are just going buck wild. They're going Redskins 2000. I don't see anybody that they've signed that's really... Oh my God! I, I mean, I think they're overpaying these guys. Hunter Henry's good. I think they overpaid him. They've signed two tight ends to to large deals. You know, got Aguilar. I think he signed a two-year, twenty-six million dollar deal. His first year, he's going to make thirteen million. That's like two less than Devonte Adams is made And Diggs.
0: They had like eighty million dollars in salary cap space. So no, I, I know,
1: but still, but yeah, I thought it would be there would be a lot more cherry picking that could be done. In the meantime, Washington's sitting on their hands. And regardless of it wasn't as much as we thought that it was going to be, I thought they'd be a lot more active in day one and day two than they actually have been. And it doesn't look that way. When you're signing a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick and that's the big deal, that's an issue.
0: Well, I think they're seeing what the market is. And I think being patient isn't the worst thing right now because, yes, these teams are signing their own guys back. But they're not signing a ton of free agents either though. You know what I mean? So they're able to figure out a way to make space for their own guys, re-signing them. I'm just saying I thought there'd be more quality on the free agent market, but these teams like the Bucks somehow are re signing all of their guys, even though they were cash strapped, reworking Brady's deal, giving him like a four year deal sure. like funny money. There still are quality guys out there.
1: No, I know. But I'm looking at it and, you know, things start to dwindle down. Now you're going to the Curtis Samuel. Well, To me, that's a good pickup for them. But is it really resolving the issue on now you've got like kind of a slottish guy that's coming in? If your rumor is correct, I say you swing for the fences and you go for Kenny Galladay and just be done with it.
0: You have to think about that. You have to pay Terry as well. So you're going to have two guys that are like $20 million a year at wide receiver. That doesn't usually go well.
1: What's the game plan at quarterback then? You're going to continue to go with these stopgap guys? Pay someone, right? That's what I'm saying. You're gonna have to pay somebody at some point if you're gonna continue to go with this stopgap bullshit at quarterback. And you know, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick and all, but shit, man, that's about as stopgap as it gets.
0: Who else are you gonna get, Mitch Trubisky? No,
1: my point is, Matt, this is the opportunity to pay. Everybody's gonna be in the in the bidding war next year, so you go out and you pay somebody now because next year the guys that you might not have the same type of capital that you have next year. That's my point. Now you're nickel and diamond with Fitzpatrick. You give this guy a $10 million deal. Fine. You wanted to bring in some competition at quarterback. There was Mariota out there. I guess that trade didn't work out. There's other guys out there. Cam got overpaid. Mm -hmm. And you brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick just out of sheer necessity. But you're going to be in the same issue next year. So now what are you doing?
0: Maybe their plan is to move up in the draft and get somebody. I don't know. You know, that's a possibility.
1: Well, I guess that's a possibility. I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about right now. We can talk about hypotheticals all we want. At quarterback, your big name right now is to sign a one-year stopgap guy. You have not resolved anything at quarterback. Your receiver core is still dog shit, okay? You still don't have a left tackle. Defensively, you've lost one of your best defenders at corner. Yes, Mm -hmm. he got overpaid, and you shouldn't have paid him that much. But what are we doing here? You're like, oh, be patient, be patient. Well, at the very least, go make a fucking splash at wide receiver. Fitzpatrick might entice a quarter of receiver to come in, but they know he's going to be gone after one year.
0: Uh, just got word that the Jaguars are signing Shaquille Griffin to a three year deal. So he's off the board. He's off well.
1: the books. OK, good, good. Just Excellent. Uh,
0: reloading my Twitter here. So we have real time information. And there
1: you go. What are you going to do? Bring in fucking Richard Sherman now. We've talked about this before. OK, is it a long term plan or is it a short term plan? Because I see a lot of stopgap guys being signed to one-year deals or prove-it deals if they're young. And then you end up in the same scenario. There's no momentum. Okay, Galladay's a young guy. Yes, Curtis Samuel's a young guy. He's a good receiver. There's no doubt. But when you're looking at situations where the most important position on the field is quarterback and you continue to stopgap it, you're not going to entice offensive players to come. That's the selling point that they have. And the fact is, you know, going back to the Ryan Fitzpatrick thing, Matt, he doesn't fit the mold. I think he does. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, fuck no, he doesn't. Fit what mold? What Washington's trying to do offensively and have been with the characteristics of guys that they've tried to do offensively. Um, We've been talking about them getting mobile guys, getting guys that, yes, he's high percentage on completion, but don't fuck up. This guy's high risk, high reward all day long. Okay? He's feast or famine and... I love the way he plays. In fantasy football or watching a game, I absolutely love him. He's one of my favorites. There's no doubt about it. But this this whole thing with him is a complete and utter oxymoron. They've been talking about wanting mobile guys. They've been talking about wanting guys that don't make mistakes because they have a really good defense. This guy hovers around even touchdowns, interceptions every year. Okay? He is who he is. He's 38 years old. He could go out there and f- throw for 500 yards, five touchdowns, and four picks.
0: He could, but he is mobile. He could, he will. He is <laughs> mobile, though. I mean, even for a 38-year-old, he's not, a very mo- the,
1: not the mobility that we're t- we were discussing with Mariota and making oh, face with your yeah. feet of the Heineke's of the world.
0: No, I, no, we're I not know, talking I know.
1: about. That's the type of mold that we have been talking about. So this is an utter stopgap. This is not doing anything to improve your football team except for short-term thinking. Okay. He's one of those guys like the microwave that sparker off the bench, come in, give you volume, and then goes back like a like a sweet loo.
0: This is kind of in the mold we were talking about, though, because, again, the quarterback market was shit. If you look at the guys that were available, they could have done worse, first of all. But second of all, you still have an opportunity to see what Heineke can do. He's still going to get an opportunity to start, as is Kyle Allen. And we'll see who wins it out, because you got a one-year deal with this guy, I mean, with Kyle Allen as well. And you've got Heineke for two years. We've talked about Fitzpatrick in the past that he'd probably be lower on our list, but he's good because if he knows his spot in every position he's ever been in, every team he's ever been to, he always seems to take a back seat and then take over and then take a back seat again to get released, whatever it is. And, you know, he's just kind of used to that. And if he loses out to Heineke, for instance, he's going to support this guy, which is helpful. But if he wins, then he's the best quarterback on the roster. Not saying that's great. But at the very least he's going to be supportive of the guys. It's not going to be like having, you know, Brady on the team, which, you know, is is a bad example, but how he treats his backup quarterbacks like they don't exist and doesn't help him at all.
1: No, no. I, I totally agree. He knows his role on each team that he's been on. He's been around the block quite a few times and knows that he could get yanked at any moment, that he needs to support the situation, be patient because his number might be called again. Yeah. I get all that. What are you trying to accomplish here is, is my point. What's the end game here? Now, if, like you said, we haven't seen the draft yet and you're looking to go up and make some noise in the draft, that's a whole nother animal. Right. But if you're going in with this scenario again, and then what we're talking about is we're not talking about a team that's planning on tanking, right?
0: I don't think so.
1: We're not talking about a team that says, you know what, fuck it. There's a good quarterback core coming out next year, and we're just going to see where the chips fall. This team is probably going to hover around the same approximate record that they had last year.
0: He's never made the playoffs, Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he's never really gotten a chance to lead a team an entire year, maybe twice.
1: My point is, is that so what is your game plan as far as quarterback? If you plan on drafting a quarterback with the way this team has established itself, it's probably going to be hovering around middle of the road, mid first round. Mm -hmm. You're not going to accomplish your goal there unless you hit Diamond in the rough or a guy falls to you, a.k.a. Dwayne Haskins, which ended up panning out. Right. You either go balls to the wall, you go out and get the guy that you want via free agency, or you go balls to the wall in the draft. And right now they don't have the capital to make that happen.
0: Let's talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick for a second. What okay. he can bring to the field. Okay. This is what we know right now. He's on the team now. Got yeah. Heineke, we've got Allen, of course. Uh it's gonna be a competition from all accounts, but I was looking at these next-gen stats with ESPN. They did a Fitzpatrick versus Alex Smith mm-hmm. comparison. So this might make you feel a little bit better or worse. I don't know. But his vertical route percentage that he throws is twenty, almost 22% versus Alex Smith's 10.3. Tight window throw percentage, tw- almost 28%. Alex Smith was 13.5. Intermediate throw percentage, almost 28 Alex Smith was 12 Percentage of yards after the catch, 44.2% for Fitzpatrick, 61.4% for Alex Smith, and air yards to sticks, which is a third down, is plus 2.3, and Alex Smith is minus 2.8. What's
1: your point? They went 5-1 with Alex (laughs) Smith. That Alex Smith is dog shit? Well, or yeah, what? Yeah,
0: yes, that is my point. <laughs>
1: we could put those stats next to what, Ryan Fitzpatrick v. Ryan Vazana. I mean, <laughs> what, what, I don't understand where you were going with that.
0: And PFF actually ranked Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think the ninth overall free agent, and they got him for 10 million. Yes, he's no. old and he's 38, but that doesn't really mean anything. The guy no, hasn't no. played a I'm ton of his whole career. Hey,
1: I'm not talking about the age factor here. I'm talking about where you plan on going forward, what your plan is. If your plan is to showcase Heineken and give put him in a battle, one last hurrah to see what he has, having him going against this old lion, fine. I still don't think you've resolved a goddamn thing. I think you brought in a gunslinger that is going to show some pot, and every once in a while, Russell Westbrook you and show, holy shit, he's still got (laughs) a little game left. But at the end of the day, you're still going to be hovering around 500. Because that's what Ryan Fitzpatrick brings you. He brings you a 500 record, if at all. The last season that he played with Miami, which was his grandiose, he's crying on the fucking at the press conference because he got benched for Tua. He was playing great. But at the end of the day, Matt, he had a 5-3 and three record. It wasn't like he was killing it. He had 2,000 yards in nine games, 13 touchdowns, eight picks. What are we talking about here? We're talking about like this guy was putting up Dan Marino numbers. No, no. I I, I mean, no, no. But the way they were reacting, like how dare you bench this guy just because everybody loves him. At least they had a guy as an heir apparent. We don't have one. We have a Heineke in hope. Everything's hope on this team. Nothing is concrete. The only concrete positions that we have are Chase Young and McLaurin. That's (laughs) it. Beyond that, there ain't nothing.
0: Antonio Gibson's pretty
1: good. That's still a question mark, in my opinion.
0: I just go back to who they could have gotten. The free agent quarterbacks that were the top of the list were Trubisky, Dalton, Brissett, and Tyrod Taylor. Those are the big ones. And of course, uh, James Winston resigned with the Saints. Never wanted him. You want to talk about a turnover machine. I guarantee they didn't want a stopgap guy. They just didn't really have an option unless they traded everything to get the guys that were on I don't a trademark. think
1: Mariota, unless the Raiders just smashed the door down and the Jets smashed the door down, I don't think Sam Darnold and Mariota, you weren't going to need a chest of gold in order to get those two guys. And those guys are young and they still have something to prove. And that's a real competition. Not bringing in this dude. And I can't believe I'm freaking bashing Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not. I like him. Believe me. I just don't like what the motivations are here. Because we've talked about this before. He's speaking out of both sides of his mouth. Mm -hmm. You either want to find guys that are long term, which Mariota and potentially Darnold could have been, would have still been in that competition thing, which he likes and so on and so forth. With this, you're just bringing in a guy, a body that is going to almost put fans in the seats if they're able to even go.
0: Right. It's just getting through this year, it sounds like. And I think by having a one year deal. You give yourself flexibility to see what Heineke's all about, see what Allen's all about. But also, if he plays really well, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to re sign.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I don't love it, but I just think that their hands were tied. And I, I would have liked, I've been saying over and over again, I would like to see Mariota. But for some reason, the Raiders haven't released his ass yet. And I don't really understand why. Maybe they found more money too somehow. But they got a lot of work to do. Trent Williams is still out there, Noel. Has a re sign with, with the 49ers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So
1: uh your little pipe dream. Uh, yeah, that
0: would be awesome. There's
1: a ton of work to do, man. And hey, I smiled when they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. OK, I did. I think it's going to be fun. I just don't know really what the end game is unless he takes them and they just break out. All you're doing is preventing the inevitable, which will be coming either during the season or next year.
0: I just don't want to see one of those like every quarterback plays again
1: bullshit yeah that's what i'm hoping for i hope he i hope he comes out fits magic and doesn't come out fit shit <laughs> no one washington's luck it'll be the shit part
0: career-ending injury for week one
1: <laughs> hey at least alex is gone i'm happy about that so we can end on that high note
0: all right well that's gonna do it for this episode we're on all major podcast platforms please rate review and subscribe if you like this show please share it on social media Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, BeltwaysforceBros.com. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you on Friday for our hundredth episode.
1: Yeah, man. Let's do it. Chento. <laughs> see you then.